we we should should not be around the cost of producing silver and we're we're around that cost production for a while so so long that it basically kill most of the serious exploration project Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcady Economics as we dig back into covering some of the many things going on in the silver world. We're recording on Monday, February 20th, where we have a silver price right around $22. And fortunately, I am joined today on the show by someone who's been a fan of the show I've gotten to know over the past couple of months, also has an interesting project we'll touch on at the end. That's Jean-Yves Terrien. And was uh, having some great conversations about the markets with John Eves, and it's nice to finally make some time to have him on the show and dig into some of the dynamics going on in silver. So, John Eves, it's a pleasure to have you here, and how are you doing today, my friend? Thanks, Chris. Uh, you know, it's fun to to be invited by, uh, I'm a fan, and when you get invited by one, I would not say you're my idol, but, you know, I appreciate what you do, so uh, I'm very happy to be here. Well, that's kind of you to say that. I'm just regular guy talking about silver and trying to figure out how this all shakes out because, again, a lot of people look at silver as a hedge against inflation. We also have the industrial usage. And even with a lot of the money that's been printed, I think silver on a lower side than many of us might have expected. So uh, perhaps we can start there where with silver around $22 right now, what do you see as going forward the potential upside and the downside? And perhaps we can dig into some of the factors that go into that. But for people who might be looking at silver for the first time or have been studying it every day, given where we are, how do you look at silver at $22 right now? Uh, the base case is how uh, much it costs to produce an ounce of silver. I think it's, I mean, there's 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 lots of point to do on the use of silver. It's it's a must. I mean, we cannot live our life today without silver. So, how much it costs to produce something that it's uh, that's it's essential to our life, to the green uh, whatever the industry. I think silver is uh, as is nose everywhere. Uh, the monetary metal, industrial metal, uh, green metal, whatever. I think it fits all all the, the the place uh, basically i think we we should should not be around the cost of producing silver this is a uh, nonsense and we're we're around that cost production for a while so so long that it basically kill most of the serious exploration project regarding silver in my view there's still some but it's it's so so not, I mean, it's not a topic right now as looking for a big deposit on silver because you don't make enough money right now, except if you find a big, great deposit. So where is the price going with all this? I think it's definitely up, but we could go down for a while still, even if I don't want that. I mean, that, that make no sense, but we all know that no sense has been happening very often in the last few years. <laughs> So it's like uh, silver at uh, 120 times the price of gold or silver at uh, whatever. It's uh, Anyway, I think the price will go up where, when. It's tough to say, but uh, definitely much, much higher. I mean, this is 
a critical element in my view. It's it's as critical as lithium. It's probably more critical than lithium because uh, no electronics. Anyway, so so where it goes, I think. You know, I'm not a guy from chart and everything, but I, honestly, the money the monetary base. If we start, my mindset is more related to the monetary base. So, if we look back in 1980s, with the with the amount of cash on the world and today, and uh, make a relation with the gold price, we should be on this base at par with the gold versus. 1980, which is 100 bucks. That's that's my base case scenario, and I would give a premium over that because it's not just a monetary asset. It's it's a, a very useful uh, metal for any kind of industry that uh, solar panel to electric car or whatever. So so what's the premium is? I mean, I think the premium could be it's all. Your guess is as good as mine, but we could have a premium on that, and also a premium on the fact that the industry is going to run out of real the resource reserve to produce, maybe in a decade from now. If we maintain the price at this at this level, I mean, there's not much that will appear in terms of production, new capacity production. So, how much is the premium for that factor too? It's another. I mean, we all know that it's take at least 10 years to find a deposit and put that in production. 10 years today is is a good, it's a low ball number, you know? Yeah. It's probably 15 to 20 years. So, and how long it take to bring a, a silver production deposit into production? I mean, you need to find the money also, because if you don't have that, the price at 22 bucks, and you, you demonstrate a low uh, rentable, uh, profitability, it's tough to get the funding for that too. And uh, you add that to there's more and more country where it's tough to do business because you never know how if you do you start making too much money, you're gonna seize you're gonna take a part of your project. So so all all those layer of premium we should add where we, where we are, I don't know. I mean, but it's the downside is minimum. I mean but the upside is multiple. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite a complex equation. And as you point out, I mean, we can look at M2. Here's something I look at quite a bit, the Fed's balance sheet. And a lot of people talk about the metals being priced relative to the real interest rate. Yet here we are back in 2011 when silver was up at $50, which... Okay, maybe you could say that was a spike and maybe not the ideal place to measure from yet. Still, we've seen massive amounts of credit injected into the system. And during that time, the solar price goes down. Again, as we've talked about a lot on here, you and I have talked about people know it's priced in paper contracts rather than the supply and demand. And makes you wonder because you put the, the key dynamic in there is that, you know, for a while... I, it doesn't matter because you can see a lot of paper dumped on the market. The price can go down yet. We have that factor where the supply isn't new projects aren't getting funded at $22 price. There's not a lot of exploration out there. Then you add in that we have the, the cost for the miners are certainly facing the inflated prices. So 
does it almost leave us in a situation where you know we're we're set up for some sort of gap or disaster or break point at some point where you you see these deficit already and then the amounts of metal they're calling for with the green new deal uh how do you see that playing out i think we're gonna we're good to the coyote moment you know when you're running the at the end of the road and suddenly you discover that uh, there's no ground under your feet i think it's 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 what's going to happen because it's it's not going to be a a smooth uptrend or downtrend. It's it's going to be something that broke and honestly is going to be a overnight a weakening, I guess, generated by an event probably. Uh, which event is going to be, I think, a monetary and like, like a, a Lehman moment. Let's say like that. Right. So uh, it's uh, it's sad because uh, for. For an investor point of view, you always want to invest yourself in an industry like silver miner or silver silver the middle the middle at all as a as a constructive mindset investment theory. You know, you you invest and you you grow your investment over time. It's not like a, just a last resort investment. If everything breaks and you're gonna make money, that's that's not the way you want to invest in life because it's you're just waiting for the, the end of the world. And we're not, I mean, I'm not in this kind of uh, thinking, but it's it seems that it's gonna need something big to really release the value of this this metal. Actually it's it's like uh, nothing nothing excites them, you know. We have all the green, uh, the the solar panel and everything that, and also there's a big, big thing is people don't don't realize that it's tough to recycle the most of the silver we produce. You know, it's, it's so split, spread in different product that are randomly everywhere. So there's no and so cheap that nobody can. I mean, they don't recycle the, the silver in the solar panel, which is massive use. So I think about all the other use that are so small that they don't care, you know. So everything is in favor of a, a much higher price, and 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 we're gonna have that in the future. But damn, I'm waiting for so long. And <laughs> so, what what do you think it takes for that to actually happen? Which I think is something that people wonder about. Where we've seen. A lot of these fundamental factors we've seen the the money printing what what do you think it takes to actually see that spark it, it could come from so different place that's that's the funny part i i feel is it's like you do you play your russian roulette and there's bullet in every you know you could you could come from everywhere so so for my point of view it's going to be I think it's going to come with something like with the a credit crunch in the market, which is uh, for me, I mean, in 2008, I was a stockbroker and for 20 years, and I, I was really thinking that we were at the, the limit of the credit cycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was totally wrong. And to, today, I think we are, we're in the no man's land of the credit. So uh, where we go from there and... Uh, I think something will break loose with the the rate hikes and the the people there are so much in debt that you know where it's gonna break first it's I mean it's gonna break somewhere and it's gonna be credit traded I think the the repricing of precious metal will be caused by 
a credit crunch or something like that. Uh, something so, in the financial markets. A, a disaster you... that will come from nowhere that nobody suspects because it's all, you know, there's a dark side of the, the banking system that nobody knows what's going on the other side. But we all know that it's bigger in the dark side than the real side. What we know, the derivative, derivative market is, uh, you know, it's funny because we we see those derivative derivative market, let's say the credit Swiss, the amount is so crazy, but there's not much talking about that, you know. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, anyway, that's my point of view. Uh I wish I could be just thinking that just the demand should fuel the value of silver, which so far it's not what's happening. You know. <laughs> well, I, I get what you're saying, and that's how I've come to look at it, where there's almost those two key factors where there's the supply and demand. And then, you know, if we do get more quantitative easing at some point, I don't know whether that will be this year yet. You would seems to me it's like a mathematical certainty at yeah. some point when you look at what happens when you keep injecting the credit and then pull it back and then you get weakness and each time mm -hmm. it requires more. So, um interesting uh way, way it's set up and you mentioned what happened in 2008 and i'm wondering if you see some similarities where it's, it's almost like similar now i wish i had seen this back then in the mortgage market i was a little before <laughs> i was looking at things with this perspective but for those who saw that in advance where there were some factors building there that you didn't know when uh, the day of reckoning was going to come yet similar to now that you can see something building, maybe don't know when yet. Is that a fair comparison? Would you say? I think yeah. I think I think we're like uh, same same moment. Uh, it's it's like it's became like like the real estate became a cult. You know, you don't have a house, you don't make a, you cannot have a driveway with a swimming pool in the back. Right. You know that you know you, you know you don't, you miss the boat. You know, up to the point that. I think people will say, you know what? I wish I I would I would not invest in the pool. I would not buy the house. <laughs> I would, but we're not at that moment. But the credit has fueled that, and, and it fueled many many consumption. So, so we lose we lose. Uh, I think we're at the the credit. The credit is is where I I think it's gonna it's gonna crash the system, you know? and, and it, the precious metal will. We'll probably have their good time at this moment, but it's 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 just sad because it's a real business that should run without, you know, we don't need to have a major crisis to, you know, to 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 make this business valid uh, viable, you know, because obviously you you couldn't make it viable if your inflation cost you don't give you any margin. And the mining industry is tougher than many others. I think I think it's one of the toughest industry run because you need to manage uh, a tougher and tougher uh, you know the grades are going down all the time inflation is going up so you have less value and you increase your costs so if the the, the commodity doesn't increase you mean it's a, it's a dead end industry and you just look at barrick barrick it was producing almost uh, seven million ounce eight million ounce uh, 15, 20 years ago. Now they are at 4 million, 4.1. And they, they, they do a little margin. It's like, where are they, they going to be in 10 years, 20 years? 
they have, like I said to my friend, there's no more fish to eat in the in the pound, you know. They, what else? You know, they, they, they almost, I mean, the, the industry is, uh, is very now concentrate. Uh, and, and what what what's left to buy if you want to maintain your production? Because at the end you don't increase production; you just buy your your competitor. But Varic has cut by almost fifty percent of production, and they bought many many company. So I know. I mean, this is uh, and we have more money chasing few few stuff. So anyway, it's uh, it's gonna be fun to look. I'm just waiting to have this recognition and more money feeding this this industry because I think it's an industry that need more investment to maintain what they're doing and also much more higher value to maintain the profitability because I mean what's the point to invest in something you don't make money I mean the yeah. base 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 description of investment is how, what's the return and if you can show any return or a very low return, or you just make your return expectation on, on a future increase of metal, which not coming right now. So I'm a banker on the side of raising funding and I'm, I'm on the other side right now to raise funding to put my mind in production. I mean, if you don't demonstrate a profitability at this low pricing, I mean, how to convince, yeah, the, the, the gold will double, silver will triple, so we'll make a lot of money. But yeah, until that happened, what you're doing? You go, uh, you start, and you go in current maintenance right away, and you wait that the price is going up. I mean, yeah, it's, uh... and it's <laughs> interesting when you look at the gold price relative to silver, where a little bit off the recent highs, still not all that far away from the all-time high. And are you a little bit surprised by that? Where again, you don't have that factor. Where I mean, if the Gold isn't produced. I mean, maybe the the monetary demand changes yet. Whereas silver, you have some actual real world problems that come into the the picture, which is a big part of what led me to favor silver over gold. Again, we haven't seen that reflected in the price. But any thoughts on how we've seen gold stay up near, uh, not far off from the all time highs, while silver is still quite a bit lower? It's a uh... <clears throat> I think, I think it's 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 my view is because gold has retained a more uh, higher importance because the central bank are piling on gold, and I think it's it's giving a big edge on silver, but that doesn't make any sense because like like mathematically like I like to think is there's the ratio between the production of gold and silver doesn't just justify this this so wide gap right. and 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 it's funny because we are full of good analysts in the world right now with the computer there's no way you could miss a so evident situation right. of discrepancy between those two assets who has uh as long a story as I think silver and gold has been as long on earth as used as monetary as as ever. So so now we have computer trading that are able to find a, a little half a penny on a stock that uh, doesn't reflect the value. And we're, we're not able to see the difference between silver and gold value in terms of production 
re, uh, reserve in the world, uh, use uh, recycling. This is easy math. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I cannot answer that because for me, it's, 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 it's uh, I got a problem with my, my thinking when I'm, I'm computing that. It's like, I'm not that, I mean, there's so much computer. We're, we're heading for the AI that will control everything and we're not able to decide, oh, that silver is a, is a buy. <laughs> it seems cheap to me based on the levels of where certain other things are and what's happening in the world, but we'll see how that part plays out. One last one I wanted to run by you. Uh, we talked a little bit before we hit the record button, but let's say that we do get 30, 40, 50, or maybe even higher silver price. What what are you thinking about in terms of the governments and some of the mines? Is that a concern that you have that all of a sudden they're implementing new taxes or what what would you say about that part? Governments always take their piece of cake all the time. And bigger your cake will be bigger the piece they will want you know yeah. and uh and uh for me silver has no interest to take a piece of cake because otherwise they're gonna kill all their mine you know mexico if they start saying that you know what we want 20 percent from first majestic to to your production because you know what uh, it's a scarce resource and uh we would like to benefit of this money uh, not just for you they would just close the mine but bring the silver at 50 $50, I think they may start to see some increase from the government requests. But uh, if we go crazy number, I mean, what's crazy number? Honestly, I mean, I don't know what's crazy number on silver because we don't know what's the real value of this metal because it's about $15, $20 billion of value per year in the world where we print that probably uh, in, the, in the time frame of this interview, all the, <laughs> the world probably print as, as much money as, as the silver production. So <laughs> it's a relevant to think about in terms of dollar. But uh, for me, I think we're going to face a lot of uh, news coming, uh, like we see with lithium, like in Panama, with uh, what's the name of the company right now? I forgot, but uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be on the news all the time. And even Canada will do that. You know, I mean, I'm based in Quebec City and um, Quebec and and then Canada is a good jurisdiction for mining. We're not used to increase the royalty from the government, but they're going to follow the rest of the world. The mining industry is making a lot of money here too. I mean, it's going to take more and they may be the last one to do that. But at the end, I think they're going to do it too. So uh, so this is um, this is something that is trouble. I mean, make me lose sleep sometimes when I'm thinking about you know you start a project in a place that you you could wake up and this morning you know the government say yeah you know what it's not two percent it's twenty yeah. <laughs> and if you're not happy go back in your country <laughs> so that's a but I'm happy to be in Canada for that my mining company and uh, honestly I would really think about it twice before i'm doing a project in uh, in some country and uh, i'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight and uh, you know we need we should not consider investing and looking for a deposit in another country but this is a risk and uh for me uh, i'm lucky to have something in a place that we're ranked in the top three four jurisdiction in the world so 
I think I think I think it's safe to, you know, I think it's safe for a mining company that has the ability to split their risk in terms of geology uh, country. It make a lot of sense, you know. If you, it's like uh, what's the company who had their gold mine in uh, I think Kinaras in Russia, and uh, they had some good time right now, you know. <laughs> Bringing back your goal in Canada from Russia, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> well, it's definitely something to be thinking about and considering, uh, especially like you mentioned, the world getting a bit more divisive in many ways. And uh, of course, we don't know exactly how governments will respond, but certainly something good to be factoring in and important at this time. So I appreciate what you mentioned there. And um before we wrap up, uh wanted to give you a chance to talk about what you're doing. One note before we get to that, I uh, just wanted to mention to the audience, obviously, I know there's a lot of stuff happening in the silver community these days. And I did really want to give Jean-Yves a chance to come on the show and talk some silver. This is not a sponsored interview. I just have had a good time talking with Jean-Yves and does have an interesting project that he's working on. So by all means, do your own due diligence, but did just want to pass that along since obviously I understand is a sensitive time out there. And with that said, though, Jean-Yves, uh, perhaps you could let folks know a little bit about what you're doing. I know you're heading up to PDAC next month, and perhaps you could share what you have going on with ES Gold. Okay, ES Gold is a very uh, unique proposal. I think it's, uh, I think we, we decided to call it ESG for, it's like ES Gold, ESG, you know, it's very, uh, topic right now to be a good friend with the environment. So ESGO has a project. The main activity of ESGO is to put in production a project at Montauban, which is uh, the first zinc mine in Canada has been started producing in the early 90s. It's a VMS. So uh, the mine has been uh, in, in, uh, in operation between 1905 and 1990, mostly, mostly uh, for zinc uh, lead silver. And uh, what's remain on the site is uh, tailings. Uh, it's a it's a, a place that we're gonna we intend to start processing the tailings, and it's a orphan mine. So there is a responsibility from Quebec government, which we're gonna work with to uh, to decontaminate and uh, neutralize those tailings, but recovering the gold and silver, which is the mainly uh, resource in the tailings. But this is the first phase of our project. And actually, we're going to release our PA in about two weeks, uh, just before the PDAC. And it's a, it's it's more than a PA. Uh, PA is a professional economical assessment. Usually, you do that before you spend any money on your project. Uh, and you don't have, usually, you don't have permit. In our case, we have all the permits for a 1,000 ton closed-end uh, Merrill Crow circuit. And all the permit uh, to operate uh, on site, and uh, we also build the, the infrastructure. The electricity is there. Half of the equipment, ball mills. So it's a very advanced project. So basically, it's it's. I would say that it's more uh, between a bankable and profitability pro, uh, study that will come out, and uh, we intend to get the funding to put that in production uh, six to eight months after we get our raise funding which I expect to have uh, before before summer. So we, we we could become the next silver and gold producer in Canada in 2023. Um, it's maybe small, but uh, it's a VMS. On surface, there's a lot of resource. The Crown Pillar has never been mined. So basically, people will understand in the future, looking at what we have is uh, for the little capex we're going to have, 
uh, we talk about a project that will yield a very high return. I think we could surprise a lot of people with what we can produce in terms of return on capital. So this is our main project. And we, we are actually looking for other tailings on surface because this is a model we want to develop. So it's like we go, we clean, and uh, we revisit this, the site because there's always leftover on every project, specifically old mine. So it, this is a, a niche we want to explore. And also we, we, we have a very sensitive view on the environment. So we're gonna look for converting our tailings into let's say concrete or stuff that construction could use. Our Montauban project is near big town. We're not in the woods, so it's, it's, it's feasible. Uh, because there's not cost of transport and stuff like that. So we're really looking for a, a full 360 uh, view of the mining, not just extraction. So how we could clean the place and make money with everything we're going to touch. Uh, on, on the side of this project, because this is mainly our, our, our focus right now, but we also have, a, I would call it a, our luxury ticket, you know, it's, uh, and we talked about it in the past. We have an exploration project, we, which we share 50-50. Uh, it's in the middle of Ottawa in front of the Royal Canadian Mint. Uh, we have the right to recover the waste in the river coming from the mint. So we have some lots of reports saying that there's up to 4 million ounces of gold in front of the mint in the river because their waste was uh, with between 1% and 10% of gold and silver and platinum and palladium that has put in, been put in the river over about 70 years. So we did an exploration program last summer. We, we find gold on every of our sample. And I, we, we believe we find the spot where the, the, the big pile of waste has accumulated. And we're gonna go back next summer. So obviously it's probably the cheapest and the most, high, most highest potential of exploration program you could find on Earth. Because uh, we talk about potentially recovering 100,000 ton of waste, that's the potential of, in terms of tonnage, but potentially up to 4 million ounces of gold. So it's it's make a good grade, let's say like that. And the idea is to bring all this waste to our mill at Montauban to reprocessing. So all the facility, we will have all the facility to reprocess. And it's also classified as a, a waste, which reprocessing and cleaning a place that has been, I mean, disturbed by, or I mean, the, the, the mint, the Royal Canadian Mint for many years has, uh, was putting more importance of not getting stolen than recovering all the gold in their waste. So we're gonna, we, anyway, we'll see. This is a, this is a big, I mean, it's a big treasure hunting story, uh, but we obviously focusing more on the base case scenario that Motoban will become a, a very lucrative project producing, I mean, we're going to be around 30% silver production. So it's classify us as a, a silver producer, in my view, because today there's been, I think over 20%, you start to become a producer, a silver producer. I think it's between 20 and 45% of the best. I mean, the highest producer in silver content, I think it's 45% in the world, 50%. So anyway, I like to say that we're going to be a, a silver producer more than a gold producer because I think silver has more upside than gold at this point. So this is a, this is ES gold. I think it's a story to 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 follow. We 
we i think it's it's uh it's a very small producer we're going to become but we could increase that production over time and also we could surprise a lot of people with the vms deposit and motoban cluster uh, vms usually and we just have found one we have lots of indication that there's many around and we're really out of a mining district so i think and we never use uh not just us but the past uh, owner they never use uh top new technology for exploration so there's there's a lot to do to increase the value of the the company on this project so this is uh, es gold well i appreciate you reaching out and it's been fun seeing the different ways that people go about finding i guess you wouldn't call it a deposit but just bringing the metal into production especially where there's something that you're not overtly mining so um and especially with the ottawa river project another example of that and Again, I know you'll be at PDAC next month if people want to catch up with you there. And if uh, anybody did have questions or would like to find out more about what you're doing, could you just let them know the website and the best way to contact you? Yeah, esgold.com. And uh, you're going to, we have our, our um, you have email address on the contact us and uh, we'll be pleased to contact with everybody. So uh, we're going to release our PA uh, in about two weeks. I think that's if anybody has any interest to, to know more about what's coming in, those numbers will be interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're up to, we're ready to go. It's really a turnkey project. Like I said, just getting the permit for a mill right now, it's really tough in Canada. It's uh, environmental, uh, the, the environmental permit is, uh, permitting is, uh, is uh, I mean, it could take five to 10 years and cost you five, $10 million. So it, all this is done. The building is there. The building we see on the on the screen, Mar, uh, Chris, is is where we're going to install the 1,000 mil. Yeah. That, that, that's going to be, and the tailing you see beside, it's what we're going to reprocess first. So we have a free, free easy money coming in, the, in the, the company the day one. And we have lots of surprise that will come, I guess, that people will like, for, for those who are interested or our story, I think it's going to be interesting. Well, I appreciate what you're doing there. Also appreciate you coming by to talk about some of these dynamics in the silver market. It matches a lot of what I've been seeing and thinking. And I think you also phrased it well, where there's the things that can happen in the short term. And there's also the supply and demand that seems stacked one way over a longer period of time. And again, uh, I think that was helpful just to put in perspective for folks. So Appreciate uh, you joining me today. Best of luck with the project and I'll look forward to staying in touch and catching up with you again soon. Thanks, Chris. I mean, thanks. And I uh, appreciate, don't stop your show. We need, we need a show like yours. Well, I appreciate that. And we'll check in with you soon.